today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by Los Rios Community College District. We have Chairman and CEO of your Sacramento Republic, Kevin Nagel, on the podcast, an interview we recorded a few weeks ago. Um, so very excited to have him on uh, to kick off a big, big week, um, not only coming up on Saturday, the big playoff match, but a big week of podcasts. Uh, we'll have three this week, starting with uh, with Kevin Nagel, Mr. Kevin Nagel. Uh, super excited to have him on. A um, lot, a lot of really, really good stuff in here, and very excited for you guys to listen to today's episode of The Breakaway. Soccer fan, student, and graduate. The Los Rios Colleges want you to be all three. American River College, Consumers River College, Folsom Lake College, and Sacramento City College are now enrolling for the fall 2022 semester. With flexible class schedules, free tuition for most students, and support services, you can graduate and get a career in no time. Los Rios Colleges understands you may have a job and family obligations that can make attending college challenging. That's why they offer flexible scheduling options to meet your needs, including full-term and short-term classes, evening and weekend options, and classes that are fully and partially online. To learn more, visit losrios.edu forward slash apply. Grow your business with Citizens Business Bank. Since 1974, Citizens Business Bank has created banking relationships by focusing on their customers and helping them achieve more for their businesses, their employees, and the communities they serve. Choose a team that can help you achieve your goals by visiting cbbank.com to learn more. Citizens Business Bank, number FDIC. Super excited. Uh, first time guest, which is shocking, by the way. I can't believe we haven't done this before. Uh, Chairman and CEO of your Sacramento Republic, Kevin Nagel. Thank you so much for having us out to your town center here in El Dorado Hills. It's beautiful, and thank you for allowing us to record this podcast. Well, thank you. I guess I'm last on the list, but, you know, sometimes they say they leave the best <laughs> that's for the last. That's right. In this case, I don't that's think right. that's the case. That's right. Exactly. Well, we talked about it before we started recording, but my first question was actually... What advice do you have for someone like myself who's trying to, to grow a luxurious mustache? What What do you What's your advice? Do you don't, have any? Follow, don't follow me. My, <laughs> mine happened by default, by happenstance. And actually, in my particular case, I was 12 years old. And I was playing uh, pickup baseball with some with some actually older guys at the time. I was, as I said, 12, uh, and I and I uh, was standing like by third play, third base. And what happened was a guy swung. And I thought he hit the ball, but he didn't hit the ball. He let the bat go, and I turned around, and I got kissed on my face with the baseball bat, and it knocked me out. Literally, I will say this much, ended my baseball career. I wanted to be a baseball player. Mm. Um, that was really my goal. Actually, I would say, as I look back on it, I was actually a pretty darn good baseball player. Um, but after that, I would bail on, on curveballs and anything that came really inside. And it was something that I was never afraid of before. So if you, get, if you want a mustache... By that route, I would say find an alternative. <laughs> sure, I was going to say, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, I'm super excited to be able to do this. I got a bunch of questions for you, and um, I know one of the things that is so so great about you is how uh, involved you are. Obviously, I love seeing your like Twitter reactions after matches and things, and it's a great opportunity because it's been such a great year for the club, right? With the Open Cup run, and I can't wait to talk to you about some of that and get some of your memories and thoughts. Um, but I wanted to start with you, you know, when you started owning the club and from then to now, how much has your love for soccer grown? And how, maybe how much did you know ahead of time and compared to now and how much has your love of it grown? Yeah, I didn't really know a lot about soccer. It's a, those are great questions. Thank you. Um, I didn't know a lot about it. I, I, I actually coached uh, my daughters in soccer back right here in El Dorado Hills. 
Um, actually, we had some winning teams. The only thing that I couldn't figure out is, you know, really how to strategically, you know, make a school, uh, score goals. They were hard then and they're hard now. But, I, but I'm really excited. I've gotten to know a lot more about uh, soccer. I, I had a passion about bringing, you know, greater sports into the Sacramento region. That was really the goal first. But then uh, we started to learn more and more about soccer. And you can't help but not love this particular sport. And I know what you, your investments have been incredible into the, the club uh, during COVID. Um, so all of those things, thank you for that because uh, I don't know. And there's, and you know, even after the, what happened uh, last year with MLS pulling out, like I know you got a lot of questions about what's what's going on with the club. What what was some of those conversations like? Uh, people asking you about things like that. Well, I'd say this much. First of all, I, we never were going to waver in terms of what happened to COVID. Um, but at the same time, I was really thinking about what were the next steps going to be once we got out of COVID. And right. I'd say right now we're sort of sort of coming out of COVID. But the reality of it is we want to make sure that we have a better, greater club than what we have today. And this year has been a great year, but we're not done yet. And I think next year is going to be greater. I want to ask, because I know I've heard you mention, I think on Dave's show, how big of a soccer fan is your sister is, right? And what, what is, are you guys, do you guys, after games, does she shoot you a text, give you a call? Hey, what, what happened here? What happened here? What, what, my, what sister actually, like? my sister actually, Maureen, sends me texts during games <laughs> and tells me what's going on. And I can show you in my phone right now. And it's amazing. Uh, my sister Maureen has played soccer uh, 40 years, 40 plus years of her life. Oh, wow. Up until just a few years ago, she was playing in, uh, I want to say, 35 and under age group. My sister's in her 60s, so she sort of hung up her cleats herself, not because she didn't play. Um, but she's a, she's really just fantastic. You know, she's been a student of the, of the game. My, my, my nephew also played uh, professional or semi-professional soccer, I think, in, in Canada and also played at, at University of Akron in a smaller University of Baker, which all are really strong, you know, soccer programs. So she just had a passion for it. And even today, she loves our team. She knows all of our players. She got to know them individually, um, you know, at certain points because she came out to see a couple of games. She saw us in, in Orlando. Um, but she even sent a note to me this morning on her Facebook. Um, I don't know what you call that. Popped up, a pop-up. The first picture of the day was a picture of Roro and her in Orlando. And she said, it's sort of made her day. So, yes, she loves soccer. Um, and I, I'm curious, too, is what kind of, observer you are of matches are you a because i know i know where you sit in vip i'm sure everybody pretty much knows where where you sit in vip and especially i can even ask on those some of those uh, open cup matches are you a nervous watcher are you an animated are you quiet like what are you what do you like as a observer of these matches mostly quiet but it's but it is many people have said is you know nagels just seems antisocial. And it's not as you guys all know you know th this is a sport where in a second a nanosecond there's a score and it can make a difference. That might be the, the difference in the game. So people sometimes will come up and say, hello, how are you? And I don't say a whole lot back to them because I'm watching the match. So I wouldn't say I'm really, um, I mean, I might internally on the inside, I might be you know, using some profanity that people would never hear. But on the other hand, I would say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm most of the time, at least this year, I've been very happy. And the reality is because we're winning. Last year, as you know, I, I was not very happy and I didn't even tweet a lot last year. So this year I've tweeted a lot more, and I'm really, but I would say this much, if people do come up and sing, it's not that I don't like them, it's because I'm focused on the game. Is it, do they come up at halftime, or are you, you're locked into, 
what we're doing in halftime entertainment. That's well, what it's better doing. at halftime, but sort of like, you know, Connor, you have to kind of use good judgment if you're behind. Okay. You know, you're probably going to get, you know, it's sort of that, that, that person that walks up to their boss and asks them for a raise after they just got scolded. <laughs> You know, and I say that's not really using kind of judgment. Right. Let me write that maybe, down. Maybe wait. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe wait till that. Maybe wait till the next visit. Yeah. But I would say this much. Um, I I'm I'm very approachable. I mean, I you know I just got back from Hawaii. We had a lot of people on the plane. That it's really nice. I wasn't wearing any any uh, any any Sac Republic gear, and people were you know acknowledging us and the great season and the great seasons we've had and mm-hmm. thanked me for you know what we what we've had. So that's that's very gratifying. And you just went to Hawaii for your birthday, right? Happy birthday? I did. I was, uh, I don't know, some birthday. I don't know what number it was. <laughs> we, don't have, we, we, don't we, we quit counting after yeah. 29, and I think I've been 29 for a lot of years. <laughs> That's the way to do it, right? That's the way to do it. I know one of the things I think is, is so great about you is, is you love this city, and you didn't grow up here, which I think is really incredible. Like a lot of people, like myself, who grew up here, I grew up in Elk Grove, and I love this city because I grew up here, but you did not grow up here, and yet your love for the city has never wavered, obviously helping keeping the Kings here in Sacramento, doing what you're doing for the Sacramento Republic. Where does that come from? What made you, what, what is it about Sacramento that's so special to you? I just switched sides. No. Um, you know, I spent, look, I, I grew up in, in Minnesota, loved the Minnesota Vikings, that was sort of my team, and I loved the New York Yankees because my uncle, who I lived with for all those years with my mother and sisters, um, he was a, he was a, a uh, a Roger Maris fan. I was a Mickey Mantle fan because the Eminem boys in that era. But the, so I had so I had you know New York, uh, Minnesota. Then we moved out to uh, Southern California. So I had to be a Los Angeles Rams fan, and then I I eventually became an LA Dodgers fan. Um, but but realistically, you know, over time, I mean, as as I started to have family, uh, we started to look for a quality of life change, and we looked around and we saw Sacramento was just a wonderful place uh, to move to. Um, one of the things that sort of resonates in my mind is what, what happened once, and that is I, want, I, I, I was a big uh, Lakers fan, and I used to like playing the Kings when I lived in Los Angeles because we'd always win. And what happened was I had a friend of mine from Los Angeles who moved to Sacramento. And what he said was, you have to go to a Kings game when you come to Sacramento. I said, why? He goes, these fans are absolutely crazy. And I said, what do you mean? They lose all the time. He goes, you have to see it. There's nothing like it. Sure enough, this is uh, probably three months before I moved up here. I went to I went to a, a, a Sacramento Kings game, and I really saw people were really rooting for their team. I mean, they weren't very good at the time. That was 1994. It was really the year, the first year I'd say that the Kings started to really move, make a move. It was that era, and I mean, I saw first I saw a team that was probably going to get better. Number one and number two, I just love the fans. And I I will say I'm not going to say I switched sides that day, but I said. If I come up here, I'm going to support the Sacramento Kings in our community. That's pretty awesome. And I know, obviously, that obviously made the change for you. And then when you fought to keep the Kings and obviously have been working behind the scenes a ton for the, for the Republic and with New Stadium, with MLS, all of that, what does the community mean to you in general in Sacramento? What, what are these? What, when you talk to people who, who obviously have known about this Open Cup run and just come up to you and say, wow, what a run it's been. Maybe they didn't know about the Republic as much. What does this community kind of mean to you? They really, the people have been fantastic. You know, as I as I think I mentioned to you, I was I was, I was in Hawaii and I, I, I couldn't believe the people coming. And of course, I was sitting in first class. That was helpful because everybody that gets to see you. Um, but I just couldn't believe that the, the the number of people that were were thanking, you know, what the Republic had, had done in representing, 
you know, um, our community and our region versus a whole nation that was competing for that open cup. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I will say candidly, I said, look, we're just doing what we really should be doing. And I was disappointed that we didn't win, although I was proud, very proud that our guys, you know, came in second. Um, but I told them we'd get them, we, we'd be back. We're going to make sure that Sacramento, look, we have to punch our weight higher and stronger uh, to make ourselves known because we've had some things that have happened, you know, within SAC over, over even since 1994 that I've been here. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's not, it's not ascertainable because I, I've sort of lived my career as a person, always sort of being told things that I couldn't do. And I, I suspect my own stubbornness, you know, has in some way uh, gained us some success and maybe, you know, had some failures that, you know, I should have just, you know, cut losses at that particular time. But that said, I think that I'm really proud of this city. The fans are fantastic. The people are great. Um, I'd put us, I'd put our our passion up against any city in the country because I know that I know that it's there. And I and I'm going to be really excited when we open up our new stadium, and we're going to have a whole lot of people there, and they're they're going to, going to be louder than anybody else. Well, I can't I can't I can't wait for that. Uh, I know, and one of the things we we've had you know Mark and Todd on this podcast, you know early on in the season to talk about what the season was going to be like. And the first thing that both of them said is Kevin doubled down this offseason and reinvested in, in the club, in the roster. Um, and obviously you've seen that pay off on the field. What is that? Is that rewarding for you to know like, Hey, we made this investment and it is, it's putting together. It's, yeah, you know, it's, inter it's interesting. I'll tell you something. Um, and I don't think I've ever talked to anybody else about this. I, I will say this much. When I first took control of the team, I said, it really, I'd stand back. I'd really let the general manager do what he needs to do, let the coach do what he needs to do, and I'll make sure that they have all the resources. This past year, you know, I, I, all, all kidding aside, I said to the guys, I said, look, I said, I'm going to get involved in this process, so if if, um, if you get fired, then I get fired too. And I, and, and, and I was half joking, but I said, let's let's figure out how, to, how we can win, and let's put the best roster that we know. And so what you, what you see is really... You know, a combination of I think uh, at least two out of the three with really bright minds. That guy from Stanford, I don't know, we're still, we're still working on that. Just kidding, Todd. And I think at the same time that um, we've got we've got a ways to go, and it doesn't make any difference if we're on the road or we're at home. We need to win. Visit our friends at VJB Cellars in the heart of the Sonoma Valley and feel as though you've stepped into an Italian piazza. Taste award-winning Italian varietals. Enjoy authentic wood-fired pizzas and finish your visit with a scoop of gelato. A perfect way to spend your day and only a quick 90-minute drive from Sacramento to a slice of Italy in the Sonoma wine country. Visit vjbsellers.com or give us a call to plan your visit today. The the Open Cup run, and I, this is what I'm probably most excited to talk to you about because I love reliving some of these memories. If you would have put together the odds at the beginning of the year, what's the chance Sacramento makes the Open Cup final? It's probably 100 to 1 with how many teams there are. Um, and one of the things that's incredible, we went back and looked at it and the run this year, I put together a case that this was the best lower level run in the history of the U S open cup. When you think about these various games that Sacramento has played and beating three consecutive MLS teams, like what sticks out to you? What memories do you have of watching these games, of celebrating these games? I have another celebratory question I have for you, but what do you remember about each one of these matches and the being able to celebrate and rejoice with fans. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys, I, I, I celebrate for about 30 minutes and then I start <laughs> thinking about the next match. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, I, 
I think about the next game and I and I get nervous and then I get enthused as we get closer to the to the match. I look this you're right. First of all, I would say soccer, professional soccer has evolved enormously even since we've owned the team. I mean in 2014-2015 when we 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 won we won the, the USL Cup, the reality of it is it's just honest. The teams then could not really compete with what we're doing today. And that same thing is true of MLS. They've had incredible growth, you know, in the professionalism, but so have we at the USL level. Mm -hmm. And I think what we did is we, 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 we showed that. I'm, I'm very flattered, you know, you, you listen to some, uh, some people say that, you know, Sacramento Republic this year is sort of, they, they've dubbed us America's soccer team. I yeah. Mean, you, you've probably seen I have, that. yes. And it's really pretty special. These are people we don't know. They're on the East Coast. They're in the South. They say that, um, and I, I'm, I'm excited by that. I want to redo it. I think it's possible. Did I think that it was going to happen at the beginning of the year? I'm one of those people. I think anything's possible. Again, it goes back to what I said earlier. When you, when, when you, you know, when you're being told that some things that you can't do, that maybe makes you try a little bit harder and go a little bit deeper and probably be a little bit more stubborn. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic, but also, hey, a runner-up is not good enough for me. We're going to go for it. I want to ask about the uh, the Malik Foster PK specifically because you have I know exactly where you're sitting. You probably had one of the best views of that when he kicked that ball and you see it go up way high. What what, what were you thinking? Uh, I it was it seemed like about ten seconds. <laughs> it just seemed like about ten seconds. And what's gonna and, and it's really amazing. You go back and listen to that. The crowd was really quiet for a period of time too. It's not not as long as what we think. But it was it was it was long enough to think like, oh my God, we muffed it. But he didn't. He knew what he was doing, um, and I and I was excited as soon as he did his flip afterwards. You know, <laughs> Malik is, is is a phenomenal player. You know, we're very we're very fortunate to have him. The uh, obviously the Open Cup semifinal sold out. The quarterfinal quarterfinal sold out, but the the semifinal specifically sold out in I don't know not a lot of time, less than a couple of hours. Um, what, uh, what what did that mean when you when you saw how quickly it sold out? It, it, I feel like it was kind of something we haven't really seen before. And then we got to the atmosphere of the game, and it was it was louder than I think it's ever been. What do those things mean to you in terms of okay, that means we're doing something right? It means we're here, and we and we and we can duplicate this. And I think that it's the type of thing where we can put a great product, you know, on the on the field, great great players that we have right now. And I think a, a great organization, which you know you are all part of, and I'm I'm really proud of that as well. And then you know you take the fans, and what you what you see that particular day was were were those three forces coming together. And then of course winning helped a lot, obviously. And I my my feeling is we can do that. We can do that. Look, we get a new stadium. It's gonna it's 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 gonna be a change agent for Sacramento. Well, let's. I want to ask a little bit about that stadium because we saw the news kind of before this Open Cup run really heated up with those MLS teams. Um, but because of the open camera, we haven't seen much news. It's been all on-field news, which is great. Um, but we haven't heard an update in a while, so I was hoping if you would, could you could give us an update on where are we at in regards to a new stadium? The update, the update is that you know we're really there is no update, and the reason is because there are negotiations that are ongoing. And I don't mean this to you know make make any fans listening to to our podcast say, oh, there he goes again. It's really true. We've got, look, we've got discussions going on with the USL. We've got discussions going on with, you know, people who are interested in, in, in moving to MLS. And so what that really means is it complicates um, what size stadium you're going you're gonna to build. My feeling is I've said one way or another, this next year, 
we're going to build a stadium, meaning next year, meaning in 2023. We're going to move in that direction. I know we can do it. It depends on what size it needs to be, depending on, on where we're ultimately going to uh, end up. But I, I go to places like Louisville where they've got beautiful stadiums. I know we can match that. I want to have a stadium in the West that looks very much like they do, maybe on steroids. But they've got a great they've got a they've got a, a great stadium and we can build that and I know our Sacramento contingent, our, our fans will come to it, whether it's for a soccer match or whether it's some other um, venue that we can also help host. The narrative around the uh, the open cup kind of took a turn. It's almost like it's you could really put this last two years in a movie from where obviously MLS gets pulled out and then, you know, things are in flux for a little bit, but then this team, underdogs, kind of puts us back on the map. Uh, it's it's such an interesting and fun way to to look at it. It really could be. I'm not saying we should do another playing to win with with Dave, but it could be an interesting uh, could be an interesting uh, documentary topic. What uh, what has the the way this team put on the field? What has that done for you on the back inside on the ownership side? Has it changed any conversations at all? Well, I, you know, it, it, it's interesting. There there there's certain dynamics. That, one is that um, when you're losing, you know, people sometimes. You know, they've got arm's distance. Uh, yes, they might be interested in, in doing something. When you're winning, it's amazing. You've got a lot of people that, that reach out to you. And we've had, an, we've, this year, we've had a lot of people. Look, I, I would say last year was an anomaly. Last year, meaning our, it, was, it was not a year where we'd make the playoffs, you know, for whatever reason. But the reality was this year, I knew we were going to do really well. And, I mean, we're, we have done well. We're not done yet. Um, we, I think we could, as I said earlier, we could have won that Open Cup. 70 some minutes that 76 minutes it was zero zero and i think most people would have said to you the momentum was favoring us as you were moving mm -hmm. what happens to the rest of its history but but the reality of it is is i know we could have won that game i know that same thing is true here you know we're battling for a, a stronger playoff position and i know we can win the whole thing as well it's just you know it's 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 a combination of what you might have is you know a little bit of luck but it's going to be your, your skill, your experience, the confidence, and the gift that, those, that, that, are, that, that everybody's been given, whether it's a coach, whether it's the player, and of course, frequently, the fan puts us over the top. What is your relationship like with Todd and Mark? Because I know obviously you work hand-in-hand -hand with both of them. You kind of mentioned it earlier, getting more involved. What, what is your relationship like with those guys? How are you working with them? Have you ever asked them? Uh, I have, yeah. yeah. What'd they say? Well, Todd, Todd obviously more on the business side than, than anything. Uh, yeah, I think all, all positive things. There hasn't been anything, of course, no, nothing bad. No, we talk, look, I would say this much. Uh, not every game, but almost every game, we do a debrief. You know, um, a lot of it is, you know, if, what, if we win, it's not a lot that you really say, you know, um, other than great job and, you know, let's do it again. And, you know, you may make a couple comments. But when it, when it comes to losses, you have to ask yourself why. You know, was it an anomaly? Um, what did we do? What would have done differently? You know, would you, would you, you know, place different players in the team? Would you, you know, reset what the lineup would look like? You know, just there's a whole lot of things. But I mean, in the end, in the end, those are really the experts. I've become a student. You know, as we mentioned, really at the outset, didn't know a lot about, you know, um, soccer. But over the last, you know, six years, I've really spent a, a lot greater time, you know, becoming a student. I spend time, you know, watching, you know, Premier League games and. You know, MLS games and you know La Liga, whatever, whatever. Sometimes on TV because I don't sleep a lot, and so you can turn on, you can see a lot of soccer. But in the end, we have we have uh, discussions, you know, that are very candid, and that's what I really appreciate about those guys. And you know, those are two great guys. You know, um, 
I'm very fortunate. I'm blessed to have those guys as my as my head coach and, and our general manager, and and really the community doesn't realize how great those guys really are. They are excellent. Um, Todd, Todd, obviously fantastic. Mark, he just goes to Stanford. And the Stanford <laughs> thing, you know, we put an asterisk next to his name. Just remember. Yeah, he played an alumni game a couple weeks ago. He was telling me about it. Maybe it was. It might have been longer than that. I think it was. He said he, he got banged up a little. Did bit. he? Did yeah, he? he was playing some SC guys. <laughs> Uh, hey, I got to ask you about a story I heard um, in the Champagne celebration after the Open Cup semifinal. I heard a player got champagne right in your face. What, what happened there? <laughs> that was that was really something. I you know I'd no goggles. I would always heard about watch out for champagne in your face, and you know I I think that player I think he's up for contract renewal. No. <laughs> um, that was that hurt. Let me yeah. tell you something. I, I mean, I looked in the mirror later on, bloodshot eyes, and I said, "Well, sure not from drinking this stuff." But it was uh, look. It was a great moment. I'd do it all over again. I'd say, "Have at it." Yeah, it's sort of. We like, got to you know, say who it is, though, right? It was Kecko. It was Kecko. It was. He's a good guy. Well, sometimes I've, I've someone who's accidentally sprayed champagne. Sometimes you can't control it. You're you're a little unaware. Um, but anyway, this was uh, this was absolutely so much fun to do. Thank you so much for for taking the time to, to talk to us. Thank you for all you do for our community, for our club. Congrats on this on this Open Cup round. I know you're refocused on the on the rest of the season and, and hoping we can get together and get a championship this year. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate the time. Uh, let's do this again. I love it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks to Kevin Nagel for taking time to join us on the podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Big match this week. If you haven't heard, tickets are on sale for Saturday's match against New Mexico United in the quarterfinal of the USL Championships. Playoffs presented by Hisense. So very excited. Hope you guys are going to be there. Saturday should be a electric crowd, a great match. I cannot wait. We'll have much more coverage of what's to come from that match on Saturday with a match preview coming later on this week on this podcast feed. We thank you for your support of this podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, Co-Republic!